Hey, I'm Kaylee, nurse, coach, mama, and I am so glad that you're here. The Mindful Method Podcast is your weekly dose of holistic mental health support. Each week, I share empowering tips for life and motherhood, the power of the mind, how to nourish our bodies, and most of all, I want you to know that there is hope. Join me on this journey as we walk through the ups and downs of life, and know that you're not alone. Let's do this. started, I want to give you guys an opportunity to really tune in to your body. Our bodies are so unique and what each of us needs can vary from person to person. So go ahead and close your eyes. Pay attention to your breath and any areas of your body that feel different. Warm, cold, tense or relaxed give thanks to your body for being the house of a beautiful soul and set an intention to love your body to nourish your body to not discipline your body and to not say negative things about your So breathe in that gratitude. Exhale anything that you feel bad about. Breathe in and out. And you can open your eyes. Hey guys, thanks for coming back for another episode of the Mindful Method podcast. A while ago on my Facebook group for holistic stress and anxiety support, I did a live video talking about anti-inflammatory foods. So there's so many pieces to the puzzle of mental health, but one of them is food, right? So why is that? Why is this important? There's been some new research done that shows that inflammation of the brain may actually be a key element in the progression of depression and other mental illnesses. So there's a lot that we can do within our lifestyle to help decrease this inflammation. What are some of the foods that cause inflammation? So we all know sugar, processed foods, unhealthy fats like vegetable oils and canola oils. These are things that we kind of know about, but sometimes it's hard to think of the things that we have to take out or remove because it feels restrictive, it feels overwhelming, and it feels like we're depriving ourselves. So I want to look at it in a different way and give you guys some guidelines on how to choose better foods, anti-inflammatory foods that are going to help reduce your symptoms, reduce your depression and anxiety, improve your focus, um, help with brain clarity, get rid of that brain fog. So before I go into that, there are valid food sensitivities. I know that since I've removed gluten from my diet, I don't have any brain fog anymore. I think that was kind of the last piece that I needed in order to feel good and feel normal. 
but that, that doesn't mean that everyone is sensitive to gluten. Um, gluten has definitely evolved over time and it has become something that our bodies just don't tolerate as well. Some people may tolerate it better than others. Sometimes it's dairy, sometimes it's soy. And you can kind of experiment with this by removing certain foods and then reintroducing them to see, you know, if they create a response in your body that isn't, isn't good. So with that being said, I'd like to move into what are some ways we can start adding in good, nourishing, brain-protective foods and just some basic guidelines for starting to implement this in our lives because... There's so much information out there, but if I can give you guys some tips that you can do today, right now, I think that's going to be empowering. So the first one I want to talk about is eating whole natural foods. So foods in their whole form, the way that they came from the earth. So if you look at ingredient labels, if there's an ingredient label, it's probably not a whole food, but... But you can tell if there's preservatives in the label, if there's things like corn syrup and different oils. Um, basically, you want to look for unprocessed food, preferably organic if you can. And I'll include in the show notes below a link that will help you see which foods you should buy organic and which ones are cleaner. So if you're on a budget or you're just wanting to start with some simple small changes, there is a list called the Dirty Dozen, the ones that you want to avoid for sure, um, and then the Clean 15, which would be more likely to be safe um, to eat if they are not organic. So when you're looking for, for whole natural foods, shop the perimeter of the store and think about what kind of things would your great-great-grandma recognize as food. So use that as a guideline, and that doesn't feel um, restrictive because you can still eat a lot of things when you think of it that way. The second thing is eat more variety, as much variety as you can. Um, think what is local to you, what seasonal foods are available to you. Um, sometimes the change in the seasons, it's really important for us to be in tune with that and give our body what we need, especially if you're in a cold northern climate like I am. Um... There's not a lot of foods that are in season during the winter, but there's the food that we've stored up from our gardens from the summer. There's winter squash that's usually in season and some wild game. That's kind of what we uh, will rely on during the winter months. Um, the things that we get in the grocery store are shipped from miles, hundreds, thousands of miles away, and I don't even know how fresh they are. So... Try to shop for what's fresh, what's whatever's local to you. More variety is going to give you a wider range of nutrients. So maybe you have a local farmer's market, depending on where you are. Certain places you can find a lot of things and for a lot cheaper as well. So sometimes it's important to give your body a break from certain foods. Because if you eat the same food over and over and over again, your body can sometimes develop a food sensitivity to that food. So some other options, if you're wanting some different kinds of grains, instead of just eating wheat flour, like we love to do in the U.S., or corn, um, there's millet, there's quinoa, oats. I eat a lot of oats and brown rice. All right, number three is eating toxin-free food. So this is avoiding anything with chemical additives, 
any added hormones or pesticides. Um, a lot of our food that we have is genetically modified, and these things have been linked to poor health outcomes for people. So if you can avoid things um, with these genetically modified ingredients, the best thing to do is to eat organic because those things are going to be in their uh, more natural form. Um, and then avoiding artificial sweeteners. Guys, if you want sugar, that's fine. I, I enjoy something sweet and uh, we use maple syrup. We've actually turned our maple syrup into maple sugar, which is really cool. And then raw honey is a really good option too. Um, you can do dates. There's just a variety of um, better sugars that you can use that may be lower glycemic, which means they're not going to spike your blood sugar as much as like a table sugar would or something more processed. Another toxin that potentially could be um, an issue for some people is is uh, caffeine. So I don't drink coffee. I do have caffeine in green tea, black tea, things like that, but I can only handle so much caffeine. If you're someone with higher levels of anxiety or panic attacks, panic disorder, this is something that can be really beneficial to leave out, especially if you have a hard time sleeping. I know it can be really hard to cut back. Trust me, I was there in nursing school. I was relying on coffee to get me through the day, but really you're kind of forcing your body into this unnatural, like, ugh, this unnatural state of arousal when all you really need is rest. Your body is just begging for you to slow down. So that's just a little uh, plug <laughs> for my thoughts on caffeine there. And then the next guideline you can follow is to eat more brain protective foods. So what does this mean? How can you protect your brain? So with any kind of stress in the body, it can create oxidation, which means you're producing these free radicals, which can actually cause damage to your body. This is essentially like what leads to aging, right? So in order to combat the, this oxidation and these free radicals, you can include more foods with high levels of antioxidants. So think like really colorful fruits and vegetables, all the colors of the rainbow, um, leafy greens, deep purples and reds and orange and yellow, and as much variety as you can get with those because that's where the antioxidants are. Cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, and Brussels sprouts, those are very beneficial to the body, very protective. And then omega-3 fats. Omega-3 fats have been um, shown to be very beneficial for people with mental illness. So you can find these in fish, avocado oil, olive oil. I think like um, chia seeds and flax seeds have a lot of omega-3 fats. You can also take a fish oil supplement. I think they make um, vegetarian options as well. But this is just really protective for your brain. Our brain relies on that, those healthy fats in order to function well. And then the next tip that I want to cover is nourishing your brain. So what foods are going to nourish your brain? And these are going to include complex carbs, uh, lean protein in modest amounts. So you don't want meat to be like your main plate item. You want it to maybe be a quarter of your plate and have those really colorful um, vegetables and fruits like be half of your plate. So when you eat in this way, so you're balancing complex carbs with protein and fat, this is going to help regulate your blood sugar. So on the other hand, processed foods and simple carbohydrates 
like processed sugar and white flour, which is in everything that we eat. I mean, just walk into a quick trip and it's like uh, Donut City. It's like a kingdom <laughs> like piled up in front of you as you walk through the aisle to check out. I mean, that's just how our, our country functions right now. And um, what happens with that is is when you eat those things, you get this spike in serotonin, which you know, in the moment it feels good and you have the kind of that, that mood enhancement and um, you feel that a pleasure, but this ultimately leads to a depletion of serotonin and correlating with insulin resistance. Insulin resistance is kind of the underlying issue with the metabolic crisis in our country right now. So many of us are walking around pre-diabetic, diabetic, um, because of these processed and refines, uh, refined sugar and flours. So a few more tips that I would like to include for um, the people like me that are stress and anxiety prone. Eat breakfast, preferably within like 30 minutes to an hour after you wake up, because when you wake up, your blood sugar is already low. Um, and, you know, make sure you're having that balanced breakfast. So if you just eat uh, sugary cereal or a donut or eat nothing and drink a cup of coffee, like just pay attention to how your body feels in about an hour or two. And what can happen is you can get this huge spike in blood sugar and then it drops back down and you're like shaky and you're anxious and you're hot and you just feel like, I don't know, when this happened to me, I just felt like I was dying. (laughs) So it's really important to balance your breakfast, especially having some protein. Um, Some other good options for carbs that I like to include in my diet are beans, lentils, um, root vegetables. So you can do sweet potato in your breakfast. I have a really good recipe for like a sweet potato hash with vegetables and kale. You can add bacon, sausage. Um, And with meats too, guys, like it's really important that you try to get grass fed or organic meats, because that means that the animals weren't fed those foods that are high in these chemicals that are eventually going to end up in our bodies if we're consuming those animals. So a lot of these tips are inspired by a psychiatrist that I have read one of his books. Um, His name is Dr. Henry Emmons. He's a psychiatrist in the Twin Cities here in Minnesota, and he wrote a book called The Chemistry of Calm, and I finished that back in December And he kind of wrote out the principles of a resilient diet. So building resilience in your body, which is so important when you're dealing with stress and just, you know, the overwhelm of everyday life. So these things are just really beautiful, basic things that you can start doing right away. Um, So if you're interested in that book, I can put the link to his website down below. Um, and he also wrote another book called The Chemistry of, of Joy, which is focused more on depression. So he's very knowledgeable. Um, they have a website where you can go on to the website and answer some questions and you can find out what kind of brain type you have and what things you can do for that specific brain type. And they go through foods, they go through movement, and it's very specific and pretty accurate from what I was seeing as far as what my brain type was. So I would recommend that you check them out. They're they're creating a program now called the Joy Lab, which is going to be a really affordable, accessible area for people to help support their mental health. 
so I'm going to wrap it up here. There's going to be a lot more coming about, you know, what kind of foods to incorporate into your diet, what kind of foods are incredibly healing for the gut, and just easy switches that you can start making, um, different recipes that you can utilize. So stay tuned for that. This is a huge part of how I practice and how I coach, focusing on that gut-brain connection. So thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next week. just finished an episode of the mindful method podcast thank you so much for listening and i hope that you can move forward this week with a renewed sense of peace joy and energy to just start getting closer to the life that you want to live and as always please feel free to send me a message i'm always here to answer your questions i'm here to support you and leave a review if you found this helpful thanks and have a great week